Welcome to episode 112 of Consider This. With the vacuum that's been created in our time commitments because of so many things being canceled and the government and medical officials asking us to sort of isolate ourselves to slow down the spread of COVID-19, it begs the question, how do we use this time well? As believers, we want to glorify God, and we believe this presents an opportunity that we should take advantage of. So today, I have Justin Ebert, Morgan Weiss, and Zane Sutherland, and my name is Steve Broadway, and we're going to have a conversation. It's a little different today via the conferencing software Zoom, so you're going to see a bit of a different look uh, about how to use this time for the glory of the Lord and to do it well. So we hope you find this helpful. All right, so let's get rolling. Uh, let's talk about the scriptural basis for the conversation that we want to have today. I just want to read some verses from Ephesians 5. I think they give us a good scriptural motivation for a time, a time such as this. Uh, starting in verse 15, it says this, Pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. Do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. So I think this gives us a pretty good uh, scriptural motivation for thinking about uh, how to live well and how to make the most of the time, because in this current sort of uh, stand against the peak of COVID-19 cases that we're all involved in right now, uh, we're going to have more time on our hands and we're going to be more isolated. So whether we're single or it's just, you know, an empty nester like me, it's me and my wife, uh, a single parent with kids or, or a full family or whatever your, your household looks like, uh, you're going to be spending more time there uh, just in the house. And so we, we wanted as a ministry team uh, just to be able to offer some thoughts uh, during the next two, three, four weeks. We don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, but something like that, so that we can uh, kind of shape our thinking about how we should be spending our time as opposed to binging on Netflix and, uh, you know, sitting in our room, staring at tiny screens, playing games or whatever. Uh, there's probably better ways to spend the time. Not that we should never watch Netflix or never play a game, but uh, just don't want to get lost in that or be aimless or not thoughtful about how we're going to, to spend that time. So uh, just wanted to we'll kind of pass the baton around uh, to the different locations and, uh, you know, everybody here has a little bit different perspective based on the ministry focus uh, on what they may have to suggest. So, Zane, I'm going to start with the end of the alphabet first and uh, ask you, brother, what are your thoughts right now as we're sort of being a little bit more isolated for the next few weeks about how we might think about spending some of that time well? Yeah, um, I think it's interesting with kids, um, especially in the one uh, first kind of thoughts that I've heard a lot of people kind of try and walk through is, oh my goodness, we are going to be isolated in our home with our kids over the next, you know, however many weeks. And so how in the world, and the phrase is, how in the world are we going to entertain them for that long? Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's kind of a good place to start is to think through, there, there's a difference between, um, you know, when, when you read, make the most of the time. Um, it has to be more than just an entertainment. Um, and so, you know, I think one of the big things that we're trying to push for parents is to use this time, not just to entertain your kids, um, but to have like intentional discipleship, um, gospel conversations, you know, in, in different ways. And so, you know, even starting to kind of fix 
fix our the way we think about this a little bit that it's more than just entertaining kids during this time but can you use it and can you redeem the time a little bit um to to instruct and to build up and to teach and those types of things and so um you know instead of it just being an entertaining where or entertaining where we're just trying to you know kill time um can we use the time to grow in in our relationship can we use this time to grow even in the relationship with our family you know can we be creative in the ways that we interact and have conversations and those types of things and so you know just to kind of kick start the conversation a little bit um you know i think i think that's one of the big things of, of how to make the most of the time is to not just focus on how to entertain um but how to how to use it to grow uh, would be kind of a, a, a jumping board if nothing else. So, yeah, it's a good question to pose to yourself, I guess, with, when you have kids. Yeah. Now, what you just said sounds to me like what you would always say, right? Yeah, yeah. And you provide resources to do the things that you just said that people should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> so what's different now in the next two or three weeks than, than and those are all good things and we totally agree, right? Yes, sure. all true. But But, What's different? What's different? Yeah, what's different and what's new? And are we yeah. doing additional things or would we direct them differently? Or, you know, so so what's sure. different now? Yeah, I, you know, I think I think the, the different piece for this is that um, when I think about the pace of life outside of this, um, we are always so stinking busy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether we're running to the next practice or we've got homework to do or this or this or that. Um, there, there just seems to be such a demand of now or, um, the urgency of now, um, you know, that we, we kind of fit these, these moments in, um, you know, into what we're already doing because we're so busy. And so, uh, you know, I, I think the blessing of having something like this is that you, <laughs> you have more time, I mean, which we've already said. And so, um, you know, from, from a parent's perspective, instead of just kind of like scanning through notes real fast and trying to figure out what the big idea is we're trying to communicate. Um, you know, one of the things that we encourage our leaders to do often is can you allow the text to do a work on your heart before you ever um, turn around and, and, uh, and speak that truth to someone else. And so um, for parents in this time, you know, this is a time, can you allow some of these things that you're wanting to teach your kids? Can you allow it to, for lack of a better word, can you let it marinate in your heart for a little bit longer? Um, you know, can you intentionally think through these things and make sure that, you know, your relationship with Christ is where it needs to be? Um, and then from that spot, can you kind of take some time and really creatively um, think through how you're going to communicate this to your kids? Because ultimately, right, what, what you said is we, we give resources, um, but more than anything, those are just tools. And so, you know, you think about it in the hands of, of a skilled craftsmen right um they can be used to do a whole lot of different things and so uh you know this is where i think the time that we've been afforded gives us a chance to creatively think through how we can have conversations with our parents with our kids um in, in different ways and so um, i think that's one of the biggest differences of what we see now as opposed to you know just normal life is just the the urgency of now and, and the speed of of life um, with this getting to pull back a little bit, um, I think it just it opens the door for us to be a little bit more reflective um, and to kind of take some more time to, to think about this stuff a, a little bit more than maybe we would, um, you know, if we're rushing off to the next soccer practice or band practice or whatever that may look like. Yeah, it's obviously this has been thrust upon us, right? We wouldn't we yeah. wouldn't have chosen it. And there, uh, particularly families with kids, uh, not exclusive to them, but it's it's uh, uh, 
yeah, we're driven by things which are urgent, which demand yeah. our attention, which demand our attendance. And by default, those things get priority, right? Yeah. You don't go to practice, you don't get to play. And if you don't go to rehearsal, you don't get to dance. And, you know, so you got to put the time in and do the things that you want to do in order to be a part of those activities. And well, I think if, if I can jump in one more time, you know, the good sure. thing about this as well is I think this can, this starts to create good habits, right? When, when stuff like this, like you said, is forced on us, mm -hmm. um, sometimes it actually allows us to kind of build better habits that we would have liked to build in the first place, you know, but because of the urgency of what's next. Um, but now, you know, if we can sit and take time to, to learn how, how important reflection is, you know, getting into God's word is, and we, we use this time now, as we kind of build better habits for, okay, so how do then we change when stuff does get back to normal, where this is a little bit more of a priority for me? Um, and so like you said, I mean, as you were just saying, if, if soccer is a priority, then we're going to prioritize soccer practice. And can, can this time help us really um, emphasize that, that our walk with Jesus and creating the language of the family that is centered on gospel, can that be something that is a top priority for us that is a non-negotiable in our family? I think, you know, this is one of those things that it allows almost a reset um, to step back and kind of figure out where the priorities are and figure out how we can make some of these things that might have fallen by the wayside a little bit more important to us, if that makes sense. Well, a vacuum has been created and something is going to fill it. Something is going to fill the vacuum, right? So it's kind of like Dave Ramsey says, you know, you need to tell your money where to go uh, rather than it just going out and spending itself. I mean, I don't know exactly how he says it, but it's a, it's a matter of being intentional. And so we, we would love to see uh, our parents with their kids decide how to fill the time versus just letting nature take its course and, and yeah. being intentional about it. Morgan, you get, what thoughts do you have about filling the vacuum of time that has inevitably been created for all of us right now? Well, just some ideas of yep. some things that I have. Um, I have a lot of ideas. Shocker. Um, the world has a lot of ideas. If, I don't know if you've been on Facebook lately or Pinterest lately, okay. but the world has a lot of ideas of things you can fill your time with. So here are some that might be helpful pertaining to um, church life, pertaining to um, discipleship and what it means to be a Christian and those kinds of things. Um, some things I'm doing with, I have two kiddos at my house right now, um, through the foster system. And so a two-year-old, a six-year-old, and for that six-year-old, I posted this on Facebook earlier today, that, that six-year-old, we're trying really hard to get in the habit of her to know the rhythm of Sunday we gather as a body and Wednesday we gather as a body. And so now in the middle of her having done that for two months, now we're not going to gather for like a month to two months to whenever yeah. um, as a body. And so I don't want her to forget that. And <clears throat> I wasn't even thinking today that she asked me this morning, she said, hey, mom. And I said, hey, yeah, what? And she said, is today, is today, come on, Zane, get that dog. <laughs> um, she said, uh is today Wednesday? And I said, yes, today's Wednesday. And she said, oh, is it a house church night? That's what she said. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I went, well, yes, it is. A it is a house church night. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so then today I'm going to figure out something to do. Um, we have tons of, uh, avenues available to teach our kids about the word of God through, especially through the internet and online. Um, our church is a member of Right Now Media, mm -hmm. and they have, it's like 
it's like the Christian version of Netflix. I know a lot of people on staff use that with their kids, but they have short 15 minute films. Like one that the kids that are at my house like is called Allegories, which is basically allegories, but with owls. And they're, they're going through different uh, theological, um, basically images that you see in scripture and thoughts. There's one called Superbook. Um, that kids like. There are studies that teenagers can do on their own um, with on their own with that time. Um, so that's one thing is trying to figure out just ways to do that. You can get on, if you have kids, you can get on Pinterest and just type in. I typed in resurrection eggs, and so I was planning in order to teach this new little girl in my home about what Easter really means. I was planning on having a couple of Saturdays to do that, and now I'm going to use one little egg from the carton every day, and we're going to have 12 days of that in a row because we can. Um, cause we're gonna have time to do that. Um, so I'm trying to do that with the kids. <clears throat> um, and then as far as like teens go, I, I'm, I'm probably the most worried about the fact that they are going to feel bored. Um, because idleness, um, uh, with teens is not great. I don't know if anybody is not great, but, um, with teens, we can turn to our phones and, um, it can just become not great. Um, some of the relationships we can build via texting can become not great. Uh, some of the sites that they can visit can become not great. The things that are allowing their minds to drift on. So I would encourage parents to like be vigilant with their kids during this time. If you have teens, um, especially junior high and high school, but, um, I wouldn't allow phones in the rooms. I mean, again, things that we would say anyways. I mean, I just personally, I wouldn't allow their phones to be in their bedrooms. Um, if they have any sort of social media, I would make sure I have an account of that same social media and I'm their friend on that account. So I can Privacy for teenagers is a bad idea. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something big. Um, and then on the off, on the other side, encourage them to connect with their phone in healthy ways. So uh, Drew Henderson, you know, the godfather of all things youth ministry for us, um, he encouraged us to listen to this podcast a couple weeks ago as an FMT. And one of the things I talked about was like turning your kids onto some healthy things to have other, hear other voices. And so one of the things he said he's going to consider doing is paying his kids to listen to sermons on YouTube. And I just thought it was so funny. He's like, not like tons of money, just like, Hey, this is what I care about. This is what I want you watching. And then, then in turn, these are also the things that now come up whenever you get on YouTube in general, these are the things that you've watched. So these are the. He's so sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so like things like that. Um, I, Ryan Vincent, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, preached on confession and he challenged parents to help their kids and to memorize, um, things like the apostles creed or man, Ephesians two, one through 10, um, Philippians two, one through 11. Um, you could do from Matthew six, you could do the Lord's prayer. Those, this is like, take a challenge, you know, with your family. Um, so personally, I would say, um, care for your time with the Lord. You know, Justin posted a way to read through the new Testament between now and May. So I thought, well, I could do that, you know, six chapters a day. And then on top of that, I could give just my household a challenge. Um, and if you're in a household where it's just you, then reach out to your, we talk about concentric circles of, discipleship, reach out to your community. So your life group and say, Hey, let's all memorize this this week. Um, or what are you doing? Um, things like that. And then the other thing I would say is be present 
with your family um, and with your community without turning inward. So it's really hard to do. Uh, we are all creatures of, especially women, I think. I, I don't know if I can say that, whatever. I am, I'm saying it, especially as women. <laughs> Can't take it back now. Um, I think that <laughs> well, it can be- I don't really have to publish the video. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think it can be really tempting to care about my family, to be the mother to my kids, to be the spouse to, to my husband or whatever. I think it can be really, really, really enjoy that. We love to have family time. Um, and at the, this will end at some point. And so don't just become so inward that you forget, yeah, there's a whole body of believers out there. Um, so, you know, reach out to other moms and ask them how they're doing. Um, and involve your life group as much as possible through Zoom or through Marco Polo or through GroupMe. Um, think about ways that your kids can serve outside of your home, whether it's going to a neighbor's house and picking weeds. Don't go into their house, right? Just pick their weeds and then go back home. I mean, just get creative about some of those things. I think that's really important. So those are some of the things I would say to do. That's excellent. Very practical. Lots of good ideas. We started talking this morning as a church staff about uh, community outreach and community needs, right? You guys were all in on the call. And so uh, we, we will probably, uh, almost certainly, be offering up some ideas to everybody that's a part of the congregation. You know, the Meals on Wheels and mm -hmm. uh, Our Daily Bread, some of those things. And there, there'll be other opportunities as well where you could box food up. You could you could maybe make deliveries. We may have a food drive. So just, you know, be looking for those things because uh, you know, you don't have to exclusively rely on us for thoughts and opportunities about that, but we're certainly going to offer up some of that. Uh, Justin, what thoughts have you, my brother, about how to fill this vacuum uh, that's been created in our time uh, temporarily? So two things I've thought about. First, I've seen um, a lot of oh comments on the social media world that have just been negative right i mean it makes sense we're in a difficult uncertain times we're gonna have a whole range of ways we respond from crazyville to super negative and everything in between uh one thing i would challenge like our people sunnybrook folks christians in general um is to respond differently than the way the world does when you hear your kids are going to have to be at home for not just a week but now two weeks three weeks two months whatever it ends up being um, to communicate that in a way that's overtly and overly negative. Um, I just don't know how great of an example that is. Number one, to the world that follows you, the, the, to followers you have on social media. Number two, like, man, if your kids ever end up turning back and reading that someday, like, man, we had two or three weeks at home or two or three months at home, and it was like really that bad, and I get that I was crazy, you know, um, but a little bit just switching the mindset. Like, we all know anyone that has kids knows how how difficult it can be to have the grind of day in and day out being with your kids not getting adult time not getting alone time whatever it may be and this is going to amplify that as compared to normal even and it is and everyone gets that and so you need to lean yeah. on as morgan has already said your concentric circles those that you can process well with but process in a way that honors god process in a way that honors your kids, process in a way that is a light to the world around you and handle this in a different way. Um, so that doesn't mean you can never joke. I'm a joker. People who know me know that. Uh, just be wise. And so the other thing I would say is Morgan's tips were really helpful. I've written down a lot of those things as well, just what we do and going to be sharing those as practical things over the next few days. Uh, 
But in 1 Timothy 4.8, Paul is talking to um, his son in the faith, Timothy, and he's pastoring a church in Ephesus. And he says, the training of the body has some benefit. Yeah, it has some limited benefit, uh, but godliness is beneficial in every way since it holds promise for this life and the life to come. So something I would just say that's hopefully practical is when Justin is at his worst, it's when I'm staying up late, uh, waking up because the kids are coming to get me out of bed. Um, I'm not eating well and I'm not exercising at all. And that is when I am at my worst. I'm at my least intentional. I am grouchier. I am unkind. I am not patient all of those things. And so in this time, for me, it's, it would be easy for me to click on the TV after the kids go to bed and consume three to four hours of digital content. That would be like my easy, not very intentional path. Check, and out, wake yeah, up and check out and be entertained. Yeah. And at 7, 7.30 in the morning, my kids come and get me out of bed. And then throughout the rest of the day, I'm kind of tired and, and not a very good example of, of what a husband is supposed to be and a father is supposed to be. And that's just, that's probably not how I need to spend this time. And so I'm, I need to structure my life a little bit more. As I have more freedom, I actually need to create more of a schedule, which is something we're working on personally. And then our family is trying to do. We have a little bit of a unique situation because we've chosen to homeschool our kids. And so no, not a lot changes as far as our kids always being around. And my wife is um, very blessed in ways to be able to do that. And so some of this just is actually an extension of what we've already done. But now, whereas on Monday nights, I used to be teaching Wednesday nights, I used to be leading youth group um, and another night or two where we're doing things. Now we have none of those plans. Right. And so our nighttime, our evening routines are pretty structured. We get to spend not just five, 10, 10 minutes at bedtime um, going before the Lord, but 20, 30 minutes doing some pretty uh, structured things that I think in the end is going to help. Um, unite our attach our kids to the Lord to his word and hopefully attach us to others and I appreciate what Morgan said don't let it stop there but use that time where you're building up uh, your faithfulness to God and your family bond to now start asking those questions like wonder if that lady down in the end of our cul-de-sac has somebody taking care of her I wonder if our next door neighbor who's elderly um, needs something and being wise about how to do that. We're not going to all five of us uh, walk over and barge in the door, but maybe leave a note with our number and say, if you need something and you don't have somebody to take care of you, do that. Small so, things like that can be a tremendous witness to our neighbors and to the community. Uh, I'm reminded that we're all ambassadors for Jesus, not just those of us that work at a church or are in some form of leadership. Followers of Jesus are ambassadors of reconciliation. And, uh, you know, hearkening back to your just you know, talking about social media, we need to conduct ourselves in a way that is glorifying to God. So please be mindful of, you know, posting mad face emojis or, you know, doing things that uh, just don't represent well the kingdom of God and uh, the goodness of our Lord Jesus. Uh, well, any last thoughts, guys, before we go? Yes, I, that's I have a quick good. question. Yeah, go, Morgan. Uh, Zane, what... I, we're going to use Alexa tonight for our worship time for home <laughs> church. I need three songs. One will be glory to God. Cause I, I know that one. Uh, give me two. I need two other songs for us to sing that they would know from church. He's on the hot song. So alive is always a big okay. one that our kids love. And then shine a light. Yeah. The, that one is Hill song kind of, yeah, Hillsong Alive is a big one, and then Shine a Light. 
Um, and actually, so, you know, one of the big changes that we'll be doing for the kids ministry piece is that we'll be putting together um, a kind of companion guide that has sermon notes that actually I'm working on as soon as we hang up with this call um, to kind of go along with what's going on with the sermon on Sunday for kids to, you know, to sit with family and work through um, that has some kind of make sure you're listening for this as Jim talks and those types of things. Um, but then the flip side is, is we'll be, we'll be putting out kind of a, a Wednesday night thing that you can do with your family, a Wednesday service that you can do with your family. Um, that's actually kind of that gospel project piece. And so with that, um, we send that weekly. It's called the Elevate Update. And so most of you, I'm sure, just goes to your trash folder is what I understand. But um, for those of you that read it, uh, we've, we've got some new songs that we'll be um, incorporating into kids' worship here. Um, and the good thing is the music videos that we know actually come with dance moves and all that fun stuff. And so uh, cool. you can dance along with your kids and all that fun stuff. So Oh, yeah. Um, you know I will. Heck, yeah. It's going to be good. So... Uh, yeah, but you know, that's the other piece is just be intentional on in what you're putting before your kids and, and those types of things. So good question, Mel. Cool. Justin, you got anything? Um, I think we've probably explained this before, but as we think about the phrase concentric circles, if you're not aware of what that means. So like one, number one, yeah, take care and be intentional with your time with God during this. Uh, if you have gotten out of the habit of being in the word and uh, pursuing the Lord, great time to begin new habits. Um, then think about if you're married, how are you going to um, pursue your wife during a time where date night isn't really a thing right now? Um, going beyond just uh, having a meal together, but truly uh, fostering your relationship, your kids there, your um your life group, if you have a life group, or those that you're closest to, friends or family-wise, and then beginning, begin to ask wise, responsible questions about your neighborhood, your community, um, those people who are going to be hit in a unique way by this whole situation. Um, and as always, like if you need more ideas, like if this is just stirring thoughts, but you're still wanting more, we have more, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this wasn't meant to be an exhausted list, uh, but we're available. We would love to do this with you. Like have a, have a, a Zoom session or a FaceTime session with you, your family or you and your life group, um, whatever that might look like. Or if you need help kind of coordinating that so that you can reach out to your small group, your, your life group, we'd love to be a resource for you. So um, please text us, please call us. We'd love to help you out. Very cool. Well, guys, thanks. The one other thing, yeah. the one other thing, sorry, Steve, um, the one other thing that I would just, you know, um, for me, like, I, I love being around my family and my wife and my kid. And, and so, you know, I, I would just challenge you, a, a lot of this is just perspective stuff. And so can you see this as a time of joy, you know, to really enjoy um, being around the people that God has placed in your life that you, you get to do life with on a daily basis? Um, and I think so, so much of this is just perspective, you know, whether it is, again, the entertain versus disciple, the joy versus the hardship or whatever that may look like. And so, um, you know, just as we reflect on this time, just take a little bit and see kind of where you're leaning more towards. Um, and then, you know, the other pieces, can, can you then pray um, that the Holy Spirit will do a work on our hearts to, to as you know, you, you led us with the Philipp or Ephesians 5 to make the most of this time. Uh, to be glorifying to God. So, any last thoughts? Going once. Oh, oh, all right. Our first anti-COVID nineteen 
consider this is now concluding. Uh, make the most of the time for our congregation, guys. Please know uh, we're here working hard. We are reaching out. We're trying to figure out uh, all the best ways to stay in communication with you, to encourage you, to pray for you, to meet practical needs that we have in our congregation and uh, and in the community. So uh, it's been fun, and uh, we'll just look forward to doing more of these. That's a wrap. We're out. Boom. Talk.